Welcome back to U.S. History from the Middle with me, Mrs. Duffy. On this last and final episode of the Civil War, we're going to look at the effects of the war. What does the war change? What doesn't the war change? And then a sneak peek into what comes next. The Civil War ends. April of 1865 at Appomattox, Virginia, in the living room of the guy whose front lawn the first shots of the war, the first battle is fought on. Now what? The war is over. Lee and the Confederacy has surrendered to Grant and the Union. Well, that's wonderful, but the issues that existed before the war still exist. The issues that were happening before the war still exist. So what are those issues and what effects does the war have on the United States as a whole? One of the important things to, to think about is for many Union soldiers, the war was fought on behalf of African-American soldiers, not, excuse me, African-Americans. It's fought on behalf of an enslaved population in an attempt to free them as well as preserve the Union, bring the Confederacy back to the, the Union. African-Americans fought in the Civil War. There was a whole regiment devoted to African-Americans because African-Americans could not fight on the, in the same companies, in the same regiments as white soldiers. So there was an entire regiment of the Union Army devoted to African-American soldiers. African-American soldiers were leaving, running away from their plantations, running away from their farms while their masters were off fighting the war. And they were running to fight on the behalf of the Union who was fighting for their freedom. There were slaves who stayed, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But there are, it's important to understand that there are African Americans who did fight in the Union Army. The Union Army may not have been as inclusive as you would want them to be, but remember, we're looking at 1865, and while the North did not have slaves, the Northerners by no means believed in racial equality. So it was a lot to have African-American soldiers fighting on behalf of the Union Army, but there was no way that white soldiers were going to fight alongside next to African-American soldiers. Also, African-American soldiers were paid significantly less than the white soldiers were. African-American soldiers don't make as much during the Civil War. They are making money. They are being paid for their time and their service to the Union, but they are in no means making nearly as much as white soldiers. One of the biggest lasting effects of the Civil War comes 
in the middle of the Civil War. Lincoln, sometime in 1862, when the Union is losing and losing badly, Lincoln needs a way to start to cut the Confederacy down, cut their morale. He's not defeating them like he and his generals thought he would. He is switching out generals left, right, and center, trying to find the right mix, trying to find the right combination of people to to bring a victory. And Lincoln is desperately trying to find a way to, to make something click. And the Confederacy is just defeating the Union battle after battle because the Confederacy have an advantage that the Union does not. The Confederacy has the advantage of fighting for something that they believe in, fighting for their homes, fighting for their way of life. And Union soldiers are just fighting to bring back states that ran away. So that motivation, that inner motivation isn't really there for Northern soldiers like it is for Confederate soldiers. So Lincoln needs to cut that morale. He needs to to defeat the Confederacy mentally so that he can start to defeat the Confederacy physically. In 1862, him and his advisors, they start drumming up this idea that they are going to free the slaves. Lincoln does not acknowledge that the Confederacy is its own separate country with its own separate set of laws. Lincoln is still holding to that argument and holding true. We are one nation and the law I pass in Washington is still going to hold true in Alabama, Louisiana, South Carolina, and the rest of the Confederacy because they are not a separate country. Lincoln and his advisors draw up this proclamation. And on January 1st, 1863, Abraham Lincoln issues the Emancipation Proclamation in which he frees the slaves in all the rebel states. Keyword, rebel states. The border states of Delaware, West Virginia, Kentucky, and Missouri do not lose their slaves. That's important to know. He does not emancipate all slaves in the United States because he wants to keep the border states happy. If he emancipated the slaves in the border states, this was going to end badly because they would jump ship. So if in the states that are rebellious, that have seceded, they are the rebel states, the Confederate states, all slaves in those states are free. That's great, Mr. Lincoln. You've issued this proclamation in 1863, and it appears in newspapers. Slaves can't read. It was illegal to educate a slave. It was illegal to teach a slave to read. So slaves don't hear of their emancipation. They don't hear of their freedom quite yet. The war goes on for another two years and three months after Lincoln issues the Emancipation Proclamation. (coughs) And still, slaves in Texas, in Louisiana, in Georgia, do not know that Mr. Lincoln has freed them. Or if they do know that they are free, the fear of 
exercising that freedom, the fear of what comes next, what do I do now, kind of sets in. So for whatever the reason may be, whether they are unaware or they are not prepared to exercise that freedom at this very moment that they learn about it, that is up for another discussion another time. But this is one of the lasting effects of the war is that Lincoln frees all the slaves in the rebel states <coughs> with the understanding that once the war is over, slavery will be outlawed in all states, including the border states. This is his first step towards enforcing or creating that end of slavery law that everybody has been looking for. Texas is the last state to learn about their emancipation in April, in June of 1865. And to be more specific, June 19th, 1865, exactly two months to the day that the surrender was signed, news of emancipation has made its way to Texas. <coughs> and we acknowledge this holiday. The state of Virginia has just, this year in 2020, way, way, way long overdue, has just acknowledged that Juneteenth is a, now a state holiday, and that marks the freeing of the last slaves in the United States. And that comes from a Civil War proclamation made by Abraham Lincoln in the middle of the war. So the effects of the war are a heck of a lot more than African Americans fighting in the Union Army for far less pay and the Emancipation Proclamation. But these issues that we now have to face, that we faced prior to the war, are now all going to come back. Now that the war is over, we have to fix this country, this country that has been torn apart into two. For our next few episodes, we're going to look at how does the nation recover from the death and the destruction and the division of the Civil War. So until next time, 